I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. What's up, everyone? It's Noah Daniels, and we're here for another episode of the Real Hauntings podcast. Hey, y'all, and I'm JJ. Hey, guys, I'm Kat. It's been a while since we've heard your voice, JJ. Welcome back. Thank you. I... How many episodes did I miss? Just like 30, I think. It feels like 70. I think Kat made up an excuse for me, but I was just wandering in the wilderness. Well, on this episode, we have Dom. He is, or do you prefer to be called Dom or Dominic? I guess I should ask that before I start introducing you. No, you're fine. Uh, Either one's fine with me, whichever you enjoy saying more. Okay, well, that's... That's that's what I say, because people call me (laughs) Catherine or Kat. And they're always like, which one do you prefer? And I'm like, well, which one makes you happy? Because I'll answer to either. People pleaser. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm definitely not picky with it. But yeah, I'm fine with either one. I, I like my name, so I'm, I'm happy with it. Cool. All right. Well, on this episode, we have Dom. He is from another guest off of TikTok. I was going through Spooky Talk the other night and came across what seemed like a very aggressively haunted house. Uh, which I don't know. I, I We've had people on who have haunted houses, who have videos of hauntings in their home. But this one just felt a little different. And that's probably why it had like 6 million views on TikTok. So Dom, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks for the invite. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So before we kind of get going, we do like to ask our guests where they are on kind of the believometer, their belief in supernatural, zero meaning they don't believe in ghosts at all, 10 meaning ghosts are absolutely real. Where do you fall on that scale? Uh, I'll give the answer that I always give. I believe in the possibility of ghosts. I can see a million things and there can be rational explanations one way, but there can also be rational explanations the other way. So um, it's usually a case by case thing. So like, I, I believe they could exist, uh, but at the same time, try and prove me wrong. 
that's kind of I feel like how I explain it every episode. Although lately, I feel like I've been more like, no, there's definitely like a spiritual world for sure. Yeah, I think I'm pretty similar there. I mean, I I lean more towards the the side of the fence of there not being ghosts, but the more we talk to people about their encounters, the harder it is to be like fully on that side of the fence and the more uh open-minded I'm forced to be about of of all the possibilities so yeah and if this is your first time listening to our podcast you may hear JJ say that and go what this is a ghost podcast how dare he not believe in ghosts but that's actually kind of what our podcast is based on we're all skeptical to some degree um JJ probably being the most skeptical but we want to believe so that's why we do this podcast and we keep bringing on people to hear their ghost stories so dom how old were you when you experienced your first event that you might consider supernatural that's a good question what year is it 2021 right (laughs) um (laughs) so it's like 2006 probably around there like heard things heard stories from my dad growing up um so I, th- yeah, I think my first real one was 2006. Um, but to answer the question, uh, yeah, the first time I ever heard it, um, I was sitting in the basement with my dad and we heard what sounded like footsteps coming from upstairs and I didn't really know what it was. He just kind of ignored it. Didn't really say anything. Cause you know, he's of the mindset of like, don't, I don't want to freak out my kid. Um, so that was the first time. Then the next time I was home alone with my mom and my brother, uh, My mom was a little bit more freaked out about it than my dad was. Um, My dad was out in Florida for something. And my brother and I were sitting alone and like we, the door banging that you hear in the video, that's kind of what we heard. Uh, We were sitting in our kitchen and we just started hearing a bunch of banging coming from upstairs. Um, So my mom starts freaking out. She calls my dad and she's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to tell them. I'm freaked out too, blah, 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 blah. So uh, that's when it, was like the first time that it ever freaked me out. You know, the explanation of it's just an old house uh, as a kid didn't really cut it for me after that one. Um, And then it was probably like 2010 was the last time we heard anything. Uh, It was actually my dad home alone at the house and he was in the basement and he heard footsteps again coming from the living room. And he recorded it on some tape recorder that he had because he was still using a tape recorder in 2010 for some weird reason. But then that was the last time it happened up until December of 2020. Uh, I was in the basement with two of my friends and one of them, uh, she goes to the bathroom, she comes back and she goes, oh my God, I heard a door slam. And me and the other guy were like, yeah, we thought that was you. She goes, no, that wasn't me. So then the other guy looks at me and goes, wait, is your house haunted? And I was like, I mean, we think so. Yeah. This guy stand, he was a big guy too, like built like a football player. He stands up and starts shaking and he's like, Oh, I got to go home. He grabs all of his stuff, walks up to me. He's like, Hey, like, thanks for inviting me over. I was like, yeah. So we're walking out the door. I'm like, Hey, like nothing bad's ever happened. If you want to stick around, he's like, no, 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 I got to go. I got to go. So then he ran out of the house. And then uh, later that night, my friend and I heard more of it. uh, Just, you know, banging on the doors and the walls. Then the next night is when I caught that first video. So. Okay, so the, the the actual recordings on TikTok then are of the original house you spoke of. That's, that is your family's home? That's correct. Oh, wow. Okay, I didn't realize that when I, I may have missed that when I was watching the videos. 
So is there ever been anything super spooky happened in that home? Is there any history that you guys were able to find out of why something may be terrorizing your home? Yeah. So uh, we kind of looked back at the original owners um, there. He was, uh, I uh, assigned the name Richard Spencer to him just because we couldn't find a name. Uh, oh, we like found this supremacist guy. <laughs> Yeah. So that's what I had. I had just started assigning that name and somebody's like, isn't that the white supremacist? I was like, is it like, I I'm not up to date on white supremacists these days. So I looked him up. I'm like, Oh geez, I probably could have picked a better name for the guy. Um, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad your ghost hopefully is not a white supremacist and that's just I, coincidence. He sounds really awful though. So maybe, <laughs> I mean, I guess statistically most ghosts, if they're, um, if they used to be a white person in life, they probably are white supremacists, just looking at the history of the country. But, you know, we don't know. Yeah, I mean, back in, back in 1929, I, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, around, around the times that uh, Cthulhu guy, what was his name? Oh, H.P. Lovecraft. H.P. Lovecraft. Supremacist. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, JJ look at the, the name of his cat. On ghost. <laughs> I, I am apparently up to date on my white supremacist. I don't know what that says about me as a person. <laughs> Maybe I have some uh, uh, reflecting I need to do. But So wait, I think I missed this part. How did you come across that name? Uh, so that name, I like literally just for entertainment purposes, I came up with that name. Um, okay, no, that must have been the ghost being like, this is who I am. And it's in your <laughs> is still alive. Oh. But, okay, but maybe know. not. Maybe he's a living corpse. We don't know. Po possibly. Maybe he is the one in my home and he's, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I hope he's not. On most things, but I, I would say I'm a 10 that Richard Spencer is a living corpse. Y'all, <laughs> this episode has taken a turn. Weird, weird diversion. Um, <laughs> but he, you know, there's there's this guy that did live in the house. Um, there was never a name in the newspaper articles, but there was an obituary for somebody uh, who actually killed themselves in her basement during the Depression. Wow. Um, from the newspaper clipping, uh, he was an accountant and he worked for a local union and right around the time of the depression, um, we kind of concluded that he was embezzling money to make that money for himself. Mm -hmm. And then the depression hits and then the bullets hit. So, so that's kind of what we know about it. Uh, we don't know anything else about the family. Um, that's just kind of, you know, what we've seen in local library in my hometown. So did you say the depression hit and then what did and you then say? the bullets hit. Bullets hit. Like, like he, he shot himself. himself? Yeah, it was, he either shot himself or hung himself. It's not really clear, but uh, oh, wow. there's a huge dent in the room that it happened in our basement. So either he hung himself, then, you know, they pulled him down, or he shot himself and it left a dent in the ceiling. So, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, uh, pretty weird stuff that we never knew up until last year, almost 100 years later. Wow. Well, I would like to play, um, and I'm just going to do it off my phone, but just to give our audience an idea of how loud this haunted noise is that's coming from your home, I'm just going to play it from my phone into my microphone. Okay, here we go. So audience, this is actually one of the videos from Dom's home with an example of this haunting. So, so literally, 
three in the afternoon, and it's been happening more during the day, and it's just not even scary. It's just, it's really just fucking annoying at this point. To be and then it just stops. So just so uh, to paint a picture in your in the minds of our audience, that is. Uh, you listening to this very loud banging coming from somewhere off camera, you open the door and as soon as you open the door, it stops. Is that correct? That's correct. Right. And were you home alone when this happened? Yeah. So we're actually in the process of moving out of that house. Um, and I have to go up there every once in a while for, you know, if I'm going to midway to fly out, um, uh, if I have to go back to work or something, so I'll go up there for maybe a week at a time and I'm the only one there unless, you know, my brother comes with me for some reason. Mm -hmm. So you're not there right now. No, I'm not there right now. Gotcha. And there, so Chicago, right? That's correct. Yeah. Cool. I just picture yeah. like two giant raccoons slamming trash cans together in your home somewhere. <laughs> That's kind of what it sounds like. Said you guys had the same noise growing up. Yeah, uh, it was, it, so it never only really happened on that door. It seems to only happen on that door when I'm home. Um, but it used to happen on different doors to the house. It would happen on the walls sometimes. Um, and it started happening in like 1996 or something after uh, my parents renovated the house from, you know, the original 1929 format. Okay. Um, and that's kind of what my dad thought. Like there are rats in the wall, there are raccoons in the attic or something like that. Um, but we've never really been able to pinpoint it. We've kind of tested a whole bunch of possibilities. Whenever somebody comments like, Hey, maybe it could be this. I always go and test it out, see if it's that or so, you know, we really, that would have to be like a bear in the attic. Like it would have to be <laughs> a massive animal. I had squirrels in my walls growing up in Mississippi. And when I was like really, really young, I didn't know what it was. I thought it was haunted. Cause you would just hear like claws, like for anybody who's ever had that happen, like you kind of just hear them crawling up and down the inside of the walls mm -hmm. so then i went over one day and hit it like with my hand like started banging on the wall where i was here and then you could just hear their them slide down the wall with their nails and i was like oh okay <laughs> that's a creature that's not a ghost and in the video your door is kind of moving right uh yes it is and it doesn't really show it that well on the video you can see it a lot more in person it's less the door actually moving it's more the doorknob that shakes whenever it happens. How do you not shit yourself when that happens? I feel like I would lose my fucking mind. Um, you know, I, again, like I approach it from the standpoint of this probably isn't paranormal. Uh, so, you know, I kind of take it from the standpoint of there's nothing to be afraid of until there's something to be afraid of. Uh, and I was actually doing a live stream last night where I went to a graveyard and I was doing a, you know, ghost hunt with that ghost tube app. And people are saying, how are you not afraid? And I said, because honestly, I'm more afraid of some homeless, like I, I watch I Survived. I don't know if you guys have seen that show on a and &E. I'm more afraid of some random dude coming up to me, finding out he's a serial killer. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm screwed. Or coyotes. And sure enough, I ended the live stream early last night because I heard a huge pack of coyotes on the other side of the trees and booked it back to my car. Mm. Yeah, I've always been more scared to watch movies about like like serial killers or like saw like those the strangers oh yeah I haven't seen <laughs> then but like movies with ghosts in it or zombies or or whatever i'm like oh i love those those are those are fun for me because it's it's like 
I don't know. The serial killer stuff is just all too real. Exactly. Um, yeah. And I, I had a basement room with a window at ground level and I would always just like picture like someone walking by my window or something. That see, and that's one of my greatest fears is I'm afraid to stay home alone in certain situations, not because of that, because I feel like somebody's going to break into the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I totally feel that. Kat, so, you're the same way, right? You, you love watching horror movies with JJ. No, I hate it. <laughs> Are you more, I, I don't think I've ever asked you this. Are you more scared of the ghost horror movies or the serial killer horror movies? Me? Yeah. Um, well, it depends. Cause what I'm scared of are the jumpy outy scenes and the jumpy outy right. stuff. So if it's happened, like I'm, I could watch murder movies all the time um, and be fine with it. Uh, I think ghost movies would scare me more, even if there weren't jumpy outies parts, because it's like, oh, what if this old lady is in my closet or whatever? I don't J- know. JJ, do you have a jumpy outy belly button or a jumpy any belly button? <laughs> <laughs> I have a jumpy any belly button. Me too. Thankfully. <laughs> Me too. Um, no hate to jumpy outy belly button. No, people. no hate, but it would just it would just scare you, I think. It would be <laughs> the, oh, the I jumpy outiness. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's funny. Um well Dom, so this this stuff happens in that home. And, and have you guys ever seen anything remotely revolving an apparition? I mean, we hear people that see like shadow people or fully formed people that disappear. I mean, you have all this poltergeist-esque behavior going on, but have you ever seen anything? Uh, no. So we've never seen the class five uh, free roaming vapor or anything like that. Um, but uh, no, we've never seen shadows. Nothing's ever moved. And that's, that's another reason when people say, are you scared? No, it's never hurt us. Uh, it's never like moved doors or anything. So that's why it's really just a 50-50. Is it a haunting or is it just some weird coincidence in a 92-year-old house? Gotcha. Yeah, so I'm curious, like, I, you know, it sounds like you've listened and explored a lot of other options uh, on this. Can you kind of talk us through, like, were, were there any options that you were thought were like particularly convincing and then like tested out like how did you kind of go about debunking some of those alternative yes. theories so one of the ones uh this was off of the first video somebody said well the fans on in the other room it could be creating some sort of draft i, I don't know anything about that stuff so you know i went and tested it out um and i, I don't know if you guys are young frankenstein fans at all oh one of my favorite movies. So I actually did a, uh, in the explanation video, I did it like, and as you can see here, doctor, there is no movement of the door. (laughs) I did like a whole, I try and make it like, I I feel bad whenever people say like, maybe it's this. And, you know, I go and try and debunk it. Um, I always feel bad because I'm not doing it in a way to be like, yeah, see how you were wrong. Like, I still want people to enjoy it, you know, enjoy what they're watching and feel like that you know, I was taking it seriously and everything, which I always do. Um, so that one was debunked. There was also one, uh, some girl had asked me in the Q&A, like maybe it was pipes above the door. Um, so I called my dad. I'm like, there are pipes above my door. And he goes, absolutely not. No. I was like, oh, okay. Well, there's that one. Um, somebody else said something about the attic. So I looked at where my attic was. Uh, it's actually down the hallway. So like that hallway you can see down in the video, right where that blue carpet is there's a little uh, like walk-in closet to the right and the attic is above there. 
but it only stretches so far because you know the way that the roof's built it doesn't allow for a lot of space um and it's not even like you can't get up there and walk around up there um so there was that one that i debunked uh and then the other ones were people just saying like oh i thought i saw eyes when they were the windows in my parents bedroom or um somebody thought the stain on the door was uh, a little face of some ghost or something. So I've definitely looked into a lot of it. So I have a question. Have you ever had a medium come into the house? No. So uh, I do get a lot of requests for that. I get a lot of requests for mediums, paranormal teams. Uh, After I posted the first video, my mom flipped out. Uh, She was like, people are going to be looking up where we live. They're going to want to come see it. I don't want strangers in the house, blah, blah, blah. And my dad, you know, my dad has kind of not wanted to entertain it. Um, And there's a story I'll tell about my dad a little bit later, uh, because we're very into the paranormal stuff. Uh, We always do ghost tours wherever we go. I was going to ask how your parents thought about all of this. Like, do they believe and that kind of stuff? Yeah. So my family, uh, we're, we're all very religious. Um, so we do believe in some sort of the afterlife. We all entertain that idea that there could, you know, be some sort of spiritual connection. Um, but my dad hasn't want to entertain it because he's of the mindset of if you entertain it, it's only going to get worse. If it truly is something, my mom just doesn't want to know, like she's just freaked out by the entire thing, but she's also a skeptic. So you know, there's, there's only so much that we can do with it, but she, uh, yeah, she doesn't want people coming into the house, like spending the night or anything. She doesn't, she was very uncomfortable with me doing the live streams in the beginning. Cause she's like, people are going to use that to case the house and blah, blah, blah. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're of two different mindsets, but at the same time, the same mindset of we're not going to do anything about it. Like we're just going to leave. Well, if you ever find yourself there and you do want to explore it a little bit more, we do have a show friend, Amanda, who we digitally uh, through Zoom walked through another uh, TikToker's home, um, Ashley, who had stuff flying off shelves and cabinets opening and all that kind of stuff. And Amanda was able to kind of, she didn't uh, find a whole lot, although it was weird when Ashley walked through one part of the home, she was like, does this smell like sewage right here? And Ashley and her husband just like stopped dead in their tracks. And we're like, how could you possibly know that? Um, well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if you guys saw the uh, comment string off the first one, it sparked, I mean, the, my response, my video response to that comment has a million views of its own because this, this, uh, I don't know if she's a teenage girl. I don't know if she's a woman. Um, but she said, do you have a blue chair in your house? Uh, it can't be a plain blue chair. It's striped. And I was like, uh, actually, yes. Why? So, you know, at the beginning I was like, okay, it's somebody over TikTok, just a coincidence. Well, she said a, a woman with black hair was sitting in the chair. That's what she saw. Um, and then I told my mom about it. She saw the whole comment string. Uh, and then she read some article about it. And she goes, was some girl talking about the blue chair in the living room? I'm like, yeah. She goes, was she talking about a black haired woman sitting in that chair? I was like, yeah, why? She goes, well, when you were a baby, grandma would always come over. And mm-hmm. that was her favorite chair to sit in in the house. And she'd always sit in that chair whenever I was in the living room with you. She would hold you there. I would hold you there. And she's like, I hope that explains the woman with black hair in the chair. Uh, she's like, whether that's a crazy coincidence or not, it's a crazy coincidence. <laughs> so yeah. And did, your grandma did, had black hair. 
So in, when she was younger, she had black hair, uh, as she got older, I don't know if she dyed it. I don't know if it just turned naturally blonde, but yeah, when she, at that time she did have black hair. Gotcha. Wow. That's crazy. Ooh, that's super weird. And yeah. You're, you're telling me. <laughs> some girl just randomly asked you that, like she didn't see the chair. She was like, Oh, do you have a blue chair? No, so actually, I have several videos before that, um, which were just random videos that I posted. One of them, if you're interested, is me singing the SpongeBob SquarePants theme. So, oh, that. Um, so interested in that. But I have like all of these comments on there. Like, I'm at the first video and I don't see a blue chair. So, like, everyone went back, TikTok did their research. So, wow. That's interesting. Um, yeah that's super super scary well if you ever want to have somebody do a walking tour through zoom we'd be happy to arrange that and of course let everybody use it for content uh, <laughs> <laughs> well so you said you all are getting ready to you know kind of um well it sounds like sell that home move on from the home do you plan on checking back in with whoever buys it to see if they're having these freaky occurrences in the home uh, I would like to, um, I want to, on uh, you know, the sole purpose of seeing if it's happening for them, but on the other hand, uh, kind of the way that we're looking at it, like we've, we've asked people, you know, respect the privacy of the home and everything is still a family home. So I'd, I'd at least like to ask permission from the family. Um, cause I mean, we're going to tell them of the experiences most likely. Um, I don't know if we have to tell them or what the deal is. That's all my parents, they bought it, they get to sell it. Um, but I would like to ask permission if they do become aware of it. And, you know, instead of just walking up to the door and being like, Hey, do you hear any banging on the door upstairs? And being like, what? Right. Yeah. They're going to be like, excuse me. You knew about that. <laughs> well, and I saw that you're getting ready to, or maybe you already have start a paranormal YouTube channel. Was the inspiration for all of this, the home you grew up in? Yeah. So, um, I'm actually one of my really good friends. Uh, I'm moving down to Florida soon so that, you know, we can live around that same area, but he is a filmmaker. Um, so we've always kind of kicked around the idea of doing, you know, some sort of film together, uh, some sort of, you know, idea. I like to write stories. I like to write scripts, things like that. Um, he does all the cinematography, all of the actual movie stuff. Um, so some of the inspiration did come from this, uh, we would like to take, you know, a, a kind of a concept of what happened in the house and turn it into a full blown story, you know, like fill in all the missing pieces and everything and make it into an actual story. Um, but the, the whole paranormal thing, my, my dad and I have been talking about this for a while. Uh, have you guys seen the low files? No, I haven't. It sounds so, familiar. So Rob Lowe goes around with his two sons around the country and, you know, they look for Bigfoot. They go to haunted places. They do oh, one of those ghost hunters type of shows. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the two of them are, are, you know, Rob Lowe and his son totally believe in everything. Uh, his other son is this very like heavily science-based skeptic. It's, it's a really great show. Um, but my dad and I would, would sit down and watch that. And we'd always talked about doing that because, uh, you know, he, we used to have a family boat company and we'd go around the country. We'd take the boat, we'd show it at, you know, different places. We once drove from Chicago all the way out to Spokane, Washington, and then back. Uh, and in that trip, you know, we stayed at haunted hotels and, you know, we always do that wherever we go. We go on ghost hunts. Uh, we did a ghost tour in Savannah, just did a ghost tour down in Tennessee. Um, 
so it's always kind of been an idea, but I'm finally of the mindset of like, I just want to do this um, because, you know, now's the perfect time. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. That's, I, um, and so is your dad a firm believer then? Would you say he's, he's like a 10 on the, the scale of believing in ghosts? So my dad's a whole other story. Um, there is so much packed into that man. I would highly recommend if you want a very interesting episode, uh, invite him on because he will talk for days. He's, he has a lot of experiences. Um, you know, he's, he was a chemistry major and uh, he studied physics and everything when, when he was in college. So he applies all of his knowledge of that to it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you ask him, he's going to give you a runaround answer. I'm just going to cut the BS and say, yes, I think he fully believes. Um, but he's, he's had so many different experiences with it, uh, way more than I have in different places, different areas of his life. Um, so yeah, I think, I think he's a for sure believer. Has he shared any stories with you that just like absolutely blow you away? (sighs) Several, several, um, one of the most recent ones that he shared. So we always kind of had a feeling that my dad was, you know, quote unquote psychic. Mm -hmm. And we would do that trick. I don't know if you remember when this was popular, when like you'd think of a color, like you'd leave a room, think of a color. And then you'd have the person in the room, guess what color you were thinking. Yeah. But he would get it every single time. And it happened to a point where it's freaky. So we're down in San Antonio for a, uh, the karate nationals. And we went on this ghost hunt. We went to the Alamo and then there was this hotel right across the street. And he had us put on these aura glasses, the tour guide. And he didn't tell us what any of the colors were. Uh, you know, he just said, take these glasses, look into the light and then look at the person you want to read. And it'll tell you what their color is. You'll just get this strong sense of a color. So I look at him, he's like all the way across this crowd of people. So I'm yelling over dad, I see purple. So the guy starts going through it and he goes, yeah, if it's red, it means you're hardworking. Yellow, it means you're a really honest guy. And purple means you're psychic. My mom, my brother, my dad and I, our eyes opened up very wide. And we all looked at him. Our jaws were dropped. We're like, wow, okay, that explains that. Because Um, he was purple to all of you? I was the only one who did it. I was the only one who saw it. I, I got the purple from him, but we were freaked out. Like, wow, we actually have confirmation that he could be psychic. Right. So uh, another one of those, it could be a coincidence, but if it is, it's a crazy coincidence. Mm-hmm. Um, so then my, I'm a huge fan of Stanley Kubrick. He's my favorite director. Uh, the Shining is one of my favorite movies of all time. So my parents went to stay at the Stanley a couple of years ago. That's the hotel in Colorado? That's correct. Yeah, okay. up in uh, Estes Park. And where, where they filmed The Shining or where it was based off of? So that's where Stephen King got the uh, inspiration for it. He stayed in Haunted Room 217. Okay. And then uh, he, so he actually hated Kubrick's version. They did not get along. Right. They hated each other. Oh, um, yeah. So the first one was filmed somewhere in Oregon. Uh, but then when... Stephen King went to film the miniseries. They filmed that one at the actual Stanley. Oh, interesting. Oh, wow. okay. So there's, there's like this little uh, foyer and it's got this staircase that goes up two floors. And in that foyer is room 217. And uh, there's a couple things that went on there. So my mom, the skeptic, she's standing there and she feels someone like a kid tugging on the side of her jacket. 
And she's like trying to shoo him away and she feels it again. So she looks down and nobody was there. So she was like, oh, that's weird. My dad said that he saw a child out of the corner of his eye peering at him through uh, the banister. And when my dad looked directly at it, it just kind of zoomed up the steps. And then there's this little closet door and it's got one of those frosted glass windows and the light was on back there. And my mom said that she saw shadows, you know, like they were going up and down a staircase. So she said, Hey, what's going on back there? Like, is there a staircase back there? And the tour guide goes, Oh, why did you see something? And she goes, yeah, I saw people walking up and down stairs. She goes, Oh, well, uh, opens the door. This is a closet. There's nothing but a tiny little sink in there. I mean, it's, it's no bigger than a waiter closet. Like it's really tiny. Uh huh. So they experienced that and they're like, you have to come, you have to come see this. Uh, so we drove out there, uh, one summer and when we're there, we're in the concert hall and there's this little basement area and, uh, down at the end of this little corridor, there's a door that myself and two other people on the tour heard just opening and slamming shut. So I asked the tour guide, I'm like, is there anybody back there? He goes, yeah, we'll get there in a minute. I was like, okay. Hmm. So just before we go back there, hear the door slam again. I'm looking around at the other people around me. I'm like, is anyone else here? Like, I'm not crazy, right? They're like, no, we heard that. So we go back there and I was like, is there any reason somebody would be in this room right now? He's like, oh, just wait. So he tells us the story of some uh, little girl who like died in that basement um, it was a freezing cold winter night up in the Rockies and she essentially froze to death. Um, but once you like go Jack in and the shining, exactly. Yes, exactly. Like Jack, Nary. I'm, except I don't think she had the funny face that he did. I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was probably not like that. Um, but I was like, okay, well, there's another door at the end of this room. They probably went out this door. He opens the door. It's a bathroom. I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> I'm like, what, what is going on? So, so, yeah, those are some of the experiences we felt as a family. Um, well, that's but, a lot. That's Yeah. And that's, that's a- all at one place. I, my dad's got way more. He They were looking at a house out in Iowa when they lived there. And uh, he said that he didn't, he felt uneasy in the house. And mm-hmm. he walked up into the attic and my mom just walked straight through the attic. And my dad said he felt like somebody just shoved him. And he's like, nope, we're not getting this. We got to go. Wow. Well, since you are a fan of the supernatural, I do want to share something with you. Um, So on our podcast, we haven't had it happen in a while, but there for a minute, it was like a string of three or four episodes. We kept having this kind of ghosty, whispery lady voice kind of bleed through our podcast. And it all started that medium that I was telling you about, Amanda, she came on and told JJ and Kat that there was an elderly woman standing between them the entire episode. Yay. And then we released that episode. And then this fan started writing in telling us, hey, there's like a woman talking or something when Amanda brings that up. And then we had JJ's brother on, who is a huge skeptic. He makes JJ look like a believer uh, based <laughs> on his skepticism. And he was kind of shitting on the idea of there being a ghost on the podcast. And then sure enough, that voice comes through again. And it's happened a couple of times since then. And fans continue to hear stuff here and there. Uh, but just because you do like 
the supernatural, uh, whether, you know, you kind of believe or not. I think you would enjoy hearing this little clip we have where we kind of gathered a couple of those sounds. And I'd be curious to get your input after you hear it. So I'm going to play it now. If for some reason you can't hear anything, just let me know and, and we'll troubleshoot it. I hate this clip. <laughs> All right, here we go. And she was here the whole time and you're just now telling us this. Yeah. <laughs> it was still like such a... a yeah, like that, that's interesting. I have a friend who's a witch and I was like, listen, so there's this thing in my mantle. I'm not usually this on edge during episodes and when I am, it's like, it really gets me. I just feel like we hurt. We, we did hear a very creepy whisper. So the last one you hear JJ and Kat saying they heard, they actually heard a noise or a whispery noise in their room. That's the only time we've ever heard it or they heard it during yeah, an episode. Everything else has been discovered post-episode, if that makes sense. But were you able to hear it, Dom? Yeah, uh, if I'm being completely honest, it sounds like Harry Potter talking to a snake. Parcel tongue. Every time I hear it, I get spooked, for sure. Maybe we have a snake problem that we're just not aware of. Yeah, and maybe yeah, and maybe the microphone's the only thing that picks it up. No, um, I mean, like, do, you, do do you guys live in a haunted house? Is it old? Maybe. Spoiler alert to Harry Potter fans, but maybe we have a basilisk in our pipes. Whoa! Oh my god! <laughs> that's, that's spoiler! Spoiler! Oh. <laughs> See how he yelled when the, I jumped? The jumpy out scare. That's, that's what but yeah, that's kind of become a runner on our show is that noise. Now, I personally edit the episodes and I haven't heard it in a while, but we do get fans from time to time being like, hey, check out minute 18 or whatever on this episode. And sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't go back and check it just because we kind of forget or we don't have time. We're but over the whispery sound, we want we want a full on apparition. Yeah, now. come on, ghost. I'm crossing my fingers because I don't really want it. <laughs> And I mean, you got that door wide open behind you. It's nothing but darkness back there. So if Kat yeah, closes time, it most of the time during the, she'll start getting creeped out and then she'll get up and go and close <laughs> that door and then come back. So, no, I'm okay right now. But yeah, that's how you measure if you've gotten, I'll get up and go close that door. Cause I keep so, thinking I'll look back there and I'll see like eyes staring back. Yeah, that that's actually one of my, I'm terrified in my basement at home. I feel like, you know, that I always got a bad feeling and that's I, something I never really realized. I always got a very bad feeling from the room that the guy killed himself in and I never really knew why. And I'm just kind of putting two and two together. Um, so much so that the first short film I made in uh, high school for my broadcasting class was actually about that room um, and about how it always freaked me out and how there was something just not right in there. Um, but that's kind of what we're reviving for, you know, the, the idea of turning this into some sort of film. Um, but have, have you guys ever used that ghost tube app? It's just an iPhone app. Um, a lot of people are telling me to use it on TikTok. I've seen a couple of videos of it. Uh, one of the most interesting ones was somebody went to Kurt Cobain's house and they were talking to it. So I guess the iPhone has like and some sort of magnetic reader in it. So it's really good at picking up EMF. Uh, but it, it listens for things like that whisper. And then it translates it with like that, that woman's voice on TikTok that reads out the comments. Oh, um, oh right. Okay. But it, it translates it so you can hear it. But the Kurt Cobain one, uh, the woman said she was in there and asking it like, 
you know, uh, what happened. And then it said like hang, or it said like gunshot or, you know, something like that. Um, so that, that, that was certainly pretty, pretty interesting to see. Um, that's what I'm using at the graveyards now to see if I can pick anything up. Um, but yeah, I, I would recommend, uh, trying that out. If what is it called again? It's just called ghost tube. I believe. Let me double check here. Yeah. Ghost tube. So it's, we've used the Necrophonic app. It's not like that, right? Where it just spouts out like random stuff all the time that you actually like sit and wait, or do you know how it operates? So uh, when I use it and I was very skeptical of using it at first because, you know, everything with on the iPhone that you can get, I always assume it's going to be a scam or something. Um, But, you know, I'm sitting in my kitchen alone and the magnet detector on the phone, which I didn't know exists, but what doesn't exist on a phone these days, uh, it wasn't going off. And then, you know, I brought it in by my computer and I put it by my computer. It freaks out. I put a magnet up to it. It freaks out. Um, so at least that part is pretty believable. Hmm. Um, when I used it at the graveyard the other day, I didn't pick up a thing. Um, you know, there were no like EMF spikes or anything like that. Uh, it didn't just start reading off words to me. So okay, from the seven times I recorded something on it, uh, it's, you know, it hasn't been trying to trick me. So. Okay. Well, yeah, we, we, we'll, we can check that out for sure. I'd be curious if, uh, what were we calling the ghost in your house? Cat JJ? Sure. We're not naming our friend. Was it Myrtle? I can't remember what. Uh, Mur- Myrtle Spencer. Yeah. And if she wants to tell us her name, she'll like write it in blood on one of our. Okay. I, I did. I hope not blood. I did just download the app. Oh, nice. So Dom, I, I want to know, because it sounds like you've traveled to a lot of places seeking out some kind of supernatural experience and mm-hmm. maybe you had one at um the uh the stanley hotel uh are there other places that you've traveled to where you've run into something where you're like whoa i don't know how to explain that uh yes um four blocks away from my house at my grade school so that that was a big one it always seems to be revolving around doors for me um so when I was growing up, you know, it, it was always the rumor amongst the kids, like the, the school's haunted. And if you went to the gym that we had, uh, the boys bathroom, you would, to- I mean, you would expect to see Michael Myers just standing in the back because it was lit with this one old light. And in the back, it was complete darkness by the stall. Um, yet again, it just like my house, my school was built in 1929. Um, so I went back there to visit, I think I was a, I had to have been a junior in high school. And I went back to visit and I was walking down this one corridor that is built over where uh, an old uh, man, where convent, it's built over an old convent. Um, There used to be nuns at my school. And down there, there is, I mean, it's just a hallway and then no way out. Uh, There's a computer lab, there's a library, and then there's a Spanish room. Mm-hmm. So when you're walking down that hallway, uh, there's, it kind of zigzags. So like if you picture the S that KISS uses in their logo, that's what it looks like. It's just that zigzag sort of thing. The wall juts out, can't see down the rest of the hallway until you turn. So I walk all the way down there and I look in you know, the library computer lab, nobody's there. And it felt 
it didn't feel creepy. It didn't feel not creepy. It was that weird in between it, like that calm before the storm feeling. And I start walking back and I run into my old computers teacher and uh, she's like, Oh, Hey, good to see you. I was like, yeah. She goes, Oh yeah. Sorry. It's like a ghost town back here. I said, yeah. You know, I always heard rumors that the school was haunted. She goes, yeah. A lot of the teachers believe it's haunted. As soon as she said that we're kind of behind the little zigzag of the wall. We just start to hear doors just opening and slamming shut. It and is it was, always the doors slamming. That's it's crazy. always the doors for me. I don't know what it is. So we like peek out like Shaggy and Scooby around the corner. Like we're just looking around and she goes, huh, that was weird. And she just walks back. Meanwhile, I'm freaking out. I'm like, how could you go back down there after that? I go back to my high school. I run into a kid that I went to grade school with. And I was like, Joey, you're never going to believe what happened. And he goes, uh, wow, that's weird. And I tell him the whole story. And he's like, yeah. So my mom was locking up after a PTO meeting one night and she closed and locked the Spanish room door, closed and locked the library door, and then did the same for the computer lab door. And when she turned around, the Spanish room door was just wide open. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. I am still waiting for that to happen to me. I feel like I am closing a lot of doors and turning off lights a lot. And I feel like these days I, I keep like quickly looking behind me to see if it's on again or if a door's open or blah, blah, blah. And not that I like want this to happen to me a lot, but it hasn't happened You're yet. so lucky that JJ is a good soul because he could play so many pranks <laughs> based off this podcast. I know. Well, here's, okay. So back to like one of your original stories, Dom, about the chair and the lady with the black hair who yes. might be your grandmother. I'm curious once, are you guys like going to keep that chair in the family? Like, I feel, I want to know what happens at your next location where that chair is, if you'll get the same type of hauntings. Yeah. So that's a lot of people are saying ghosts connect themselves to your objects and stuff. Um, if you see, like, I don't know if you guys have looked at the video where, uh, excuse me, where you can see, we have like a replica of Henry the eighth's armor. So let that set the tone. Like, very London. My parents went to London for their honeymoon. Uh, so that's like all the stuff littered around our house. Um, so we have a lot of old antique items, but they're not actually antique. Uh, the house that we moved into is right on a lake. Um, so it's very, you know, woodsy kind of, you would look at it and think, Oh, fleet foxes is probably playing here 24 um, <laughs> seven. Foxes. Oh, they're the best. I love them. Um, so it doesn't really fit in, you know, that decor doesn't really fit in with this new house. So I'm not really sure what we're going to be doing with it. Um, I hope we don't get rid of it because it's all very, very cool. And I'd like to keep it. So that's a good question. That's something that I'm working on. Kat, are follow. you angling to get the blue chair? Has, was that your next question? Did you want it for your house? Well, I was going to say if you are getting rid of it, I don't want it. No, but maybe Noah does. But that's interesting. We'll have to stay in touch and follow up with you uh, to find out where you where you're at, your exact address. Just kidding. But we do want to <laughs> um, <laughs> Don't tell my mom. Like, <laughs> if you have any more of those same experiences. Yeah, when's the open house for the haunting so where we can all come before it sells? <laughs> that, you know, that is a very good question. Uh, we actually, so this is, this just adds on to it so much. Uh, we used to throw, anytime we throw a party, it's, it's a big party. Like it's a production. I was in theater. My dad always wanted to be in theater, but he loves, you know, the production aspect of things. Um, so we throw a Halloween party and I'll, I'll send you guys some pictures of it, but 
we do, we call it Matigan Manor. We put up this giant trellis. We put up a fake graveyard in the front yard with all this fence going around it. Uh, we have this portal with a fog machine. Then when you get inside, we have all of these effects that my dad and his best friend growing up came up with. Um, we used to put it together every year and uh, it's like a haunted house attraction thing. Then we throw a Halloween party, but we're actually looking for abandoned houses so that we can do like a big uh, Halloween haunted house sort of thing, like an attraction. So I'll let you guys know when that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that sounds good. Well, before we get you out of here, please share your TikTok and social and stuff so our fans can go and check out all these videos. Yeah, of course. So uh, it's all very simple. I like to keep it short. Every single one of my socials, YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram, all just at Dom Matigan, D-O-M-M-A-T-I-G-I-A-M. And can you say that one more time? Yeah, of course. Uh, it is Dom Matigan, D-O-M-M-A-T-I-G-I-A-N. Perfect. And we'll put it in the description too. So where our fans can click on that um, and find it as well. Well, thank you so much for coming on. That was, um, man, that house, that's, it's always interesting when we have some kind of sound or video evidence that we can actually listen to on the podcast and talk to the people that experienced. And um, yeah, when you're, you guys get your short or your movie going, we'd love to um, hear more about that so we can promote that for you guys and hopefully stay in touch with you moving down the future. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much for uh, inviting me on. I, I had a blast talking with you guys. This is probably the most fun. Uh, was it Wednesday night I've had in a long time. Heck yeah. <laughs> That's so our much. motto. <laughs> 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 we'll beat any Wednesday night that anybody's had. Yes. If you're listening to this podcast, it's going to be a great Monday night. That's right. <laughs> Love it. All right, Dom, take care. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you guys. Thanks. Bye. All right. I got the app. So let's like be quiet for a second. And I'm going to record behind me with the door in the background. Hey, lady, are you here? Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Turn it off. Stop it. JJ. <laughs> I don't know. It's not my app. <laughs> Turn it down. <laughs> Y'all, you know that was me doing that, right? You know that me. That was that me. Was, I thought the phone just randomly said yes. That was you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so mad. <laughs> and with that, I'm Noah Daniels. I'm JJ. I'm leaving. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> That was so mean. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. 
and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.